And welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW. It's Mordechai Weinberger, licensed clinical social worker, and Harav Nissen. We're looking forward to taking your questions or your comments about the mental health field. The number to call in to ask your question or comment is 718-683-5858, and looking forward to taking your questions or comments. So we're going to go already to our first caller, Mrs. S. Mrs. S. There with Mordechai. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm calling to give some feedback for a call that I made two weeks ago. Please go right ahead. Um, two weeks ago, I asked you a question. I told you that my my daughter has girls on the block that are doing things that are not right for their age. Yeah. And you answered me that you should have healthy friends too. Uh-huh. So my daughter called up your phone number, and she listened to my question, and she listened to your answer. And she told me, Mommy, we have three girls on the block that are very good girls, and I'll try to be friends with them. And that's exactly what she did. She became friends with three very good girls on the block. Wow. Can we focus a moment on what you've done well? Because I remember the caller. And I remember yeah. when, I call, when, when I was asking, are there other people on the block that she can have friends and hang around? And you're saying that it's not possible there isn't anyone else on the block, right? Do you remember at that? that? At, at that age, I made a mistake, and I thought there was only one girl. No, but it's then okay. my daughter reminded me that there's mistake. another I'd two like girls that age. No, I actually would like to take that awareness. That means us main times as parents, we don't see all the solutions. That's a site that I use with almost all my clients and something that I try to focus on in my life, and that is when we get to a bump and we see there's no hope or, like, it doesn't look like there's any chance of anything getting better or working itself out, we've got to keep on going. By keeping on going, there seems to be some other options that seem to pop up. So let's go ahead and look at with your daughter here. You did not see or weren't aware that there are other girls her age on the block. But exactly. what you did do, now let's go to the second step that was powerful, is you let her listen to it and you made her partially responsible. means saying, look, you can't hang around the bad girls. That's not acceptable. I don't even want to call them bad girls, just unsupervised girls. However, we still need to get some options out there. You need to have friends. And then all of a sudden she came up with ideas. And that's an important lesson that we need to recognize, A, when we don't see options out there, that we should still go ahead, continue trying, continue moving forward, step one. And step two is to let those in the responsible position make the responsible choices, like telling her you need to have better friends. You need to have someone healthier to deal with. Does that make sense? It, exactly. She, um, um, it was Shabbos, and like one of the girls came over to her and asked her, like, um, why she's spying on them and why she's not playing with them. Uh-huh. So she answered. She doesn't know exactly. She doesn't She doesn't see what she's talking about. Uh-huh. And then she went on playing with the girls she wanted to play with. Wow, excellent. Excellent, beautiful. What do you think you learned from this? What, what did I learn from this? Yeah. It's very important to ask for another opinion. Yeah, another opinion or, or have them do certain steps. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, great. I really have to thank you. You're welcome. Now, let me ask you, what have you taken out of this? What have I taken out of this? Yeah, I um, would just like to announce 
where people can call in. The number to call in is 718-683-5858. Yeah, what um, would you say you've learned? What did I learn from this? Yeah. I think it's important to be on top of your kids. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. an eye on them. Yeah, keep an eye on them and raise the bar. If you feel something is wrong, go ahead. Take care of that. Stop mm-hmm. it. Deal with it as it's coming. Excellent. Very good. Right. Thanks a million. Thanks a lot. You are so welcome. And Hashem should give you a lot of kayak that should be able to continue what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank and you. And we are going to go to R. Ms. R, you're on the air with Mordechai and her. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Miss, yes. Okay, I'm asking a question on behalf of a friend, if that's okay. Um, I'll so just I have want a friend you to be aware, every time we've had that, it, well, I shouldn't say every time, I would say most of the time, we weren't able to answer the question because we really didn't know what they're thinking. So, like, we got to ask questions and things like that, and the answer is usually, I'm not sure. So just to be aware that when we ask on behalf of a friend, it makes the question that much harder. It's like broken telephone, that somehow the messages aren't asked correctly and this and that. You know what I mean? Right, I get that. But um, it's Great. okay. Wait, go ahead, ask. I just need okay. to give you that waiver because we might see how the conversation will go. Go ahead. Right, What's the question you. on behalf of your friend? All right, thank you. So I have a friend that she, um, her family is very, 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 very from, like, you know, like as extreme from, I would call it. And she wants to be different. I'm saying, is it something I should be accepting as that? Or, you know, I should just be telling her that she's doing something wrong, according to her standards. i uh, ask you to ask the question again. Okay, so I have a friend. She comes from a very, very from home, like I'll call it more extreme than from. That's exactly why I wanted you to say that again. Now, why are we putting the word extreme? That's judging. No, it's just certain stuff that are very accepted. Her parents don't allow her to do because they think it's... Accepted based on whose opinion? uh, Societies. Well, the society that her family belongs to? No, no, no. She's belonging to a certain community, and and I also belong to... community is that accepted to? Is that accepted or is that called extreme? No, no, no. She's called extreme, like I'm saying. Oh, so in her own community, her parents are considered extreme? Yes. Yeah. And she wants to be very different. She wants to be, you know, just the opposite of that. So is that something I should be encouraging or telling Now, what's your role in this? Why are you at all in there? Because she asks me always questions about it. And what's your age and experience for you to, to, you, for you to address it? I'm 18 years old. So if your friend would tell you she's having chest pains and you think it's a heart attack, will you be addressing that? Would you be guiding her and talking no. to her about it? No. Now, do you realize, I'm, I, I, this isn't an attack, this is just creating an awareness. Are you aware that if you give the wrong advice, a person's rachnius might be completely at stake over here? No, it's because I'm her very close friend that she feels, you know... I I, I, I'm not asking them. I'm not asking first. Are you aware of the ramifications of your actions? A, a, a little, but I'm saying many people come to ask me always advice, you know. I'm just, that's, you not, know. that's not what I'm asking you over here. Many people come to ask me advice, you know that? And you know there are many questions and many top su- subjects I don't take. Mm. Now, what makes me think about the subject, if I'll deal with it or not, is can I sleep with myself at night dealing with that subject? Will I be pained? Do I have the responsibility? Do I have the 
do I have the shoulders for the responsibility of what I am doing? So I, I never tell them right or wrong, but I just push I, I, them I, I, in one we're, direction. We're not there yet. I'm not there yet. The solution. We're first. I'm first. As teaching you the evaluation, these are things when we go to social work school, we learn how to evaluate what's going on. Have you thought for a moment the severity of her talking to you? What are the ramifications of it? Yeah. Are you aware that if you give the wrong word, someone might go off the derrick, someone might have a fight with their parents, someone might even drop religion, or someone might become from her? But are you aware of what might happen with your words on how delicate the subject is? Mm. First step. Yeah, if you're not. Yeah, so let's stop there. Now, number two, what's your experience dealing with now that I'm having you aware? Now, the next rule that we teach in therapy is that we're taught as therapists are biased. If I am biased, I have one of the most beautiful successes that, like, the message just stays in my mind of one of my clients. And I had a client, and after quite a while that we worked on, there was a huge change in his entire life, and the family asked me, how did you believe in this person that he was so depressed and couldn't function and you got him to be such a success? And the first concept that they teach us is, in therapy schools, you've got to believe in your client. If you don't believe in it, you can't change. Right, but if you, you believe, now, hold on, your play. belief about the family was the word extreme. Do you know how many extreme from families are out there and we've got greatness coming out of them? Just because society calls it extreme doesn't mean anything. But the she, question she's not is if there's abusive. Extremes don't matter. Extremes can be with you to love. Now, if you're biased, that based on the society, that family is extreme. She, told, she actually told me that. She told me that. No, no, that's what she said, and you're still too young that you bought into that. There's nothing wrong with extreme if it's done healthy. The world looks us from people as extremes. But if it's being different than most people, it's like putting different. So what? Uh, we are different than most of the world. Are we going to now drop everything? She needs everything to be different than that? her friends. What? She's being different than her friends. You know, yes, and more... that's what we do in therapy. We teach them: if you want to have an individual, you want to have a self-esteem, you are going to be different than the world at times. But you she can't have to be and different. Be... She wants what? to fit in. Ah, so now maybe she needs guidance and advice how to allow herself to be different in some areas and yet fit in. Do you know that the leaders in the class aren't the ones that are money, aren't the ones that fit in, aren't the ones that are, that are popular or that look great? It's the confidence that they have within. Maybe your friend's lacking confidence, and therefore the easy scapegoat is to blame her parents, which is so she's easy. She's not happy. It's not because like, she, doesn't, she's, she has confidence. She's just not happy. Now, you see, you've done so many evaluations and so many different diagnoses, and that's why my point is not to answer your question. My point is to have you aware how your question is one of the most serious questions out there. You're not qualified. You're not aware of what's going on. And you have many bias of your own going into this, which means you're not the right person to deal with it. <laughs> so, what I, so what should I do? Refer her to a therapist. I shouldn't be the one, you know, talking to her and, like, listening to her. Are you qualified? Let's go back to the question number one. Are you aware that if you give her the wrong advice or if you listen the wrong way and you give certain validations to certain thoughts that aren't accurate, you, this girl might either go off the derrick, she might get into fights with her parents more and more because of your advice. Are you willing to take that responsibility? No, not really. Yeah, are you willing to have it that the parents should be bad-mouthing you what a bad person you are in the streets because you've given advice or you haven't given advice and they think you did? No. 
are you willing to have this girl a couple of years from now saying, why didn't you send me to a therapist? Instead, you made my life so much worse. No, of course not. Yeah, are you willing to have someone tell you that because of you, this person's now off the derach? Or are you yourself to think about that? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, well, that is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with someone that is, as you're using it, in a family that's not fitting into society, into their from kind of society, and you're 18 and you're giving her guidance. Yeah. Do you see how severe that is? And you're not trained how to not be biased, to start thinking maybe in their extreme way, this girl can have a very healthy and successful life. Maybe she's not happy. It's not like she's happy. Okay, let, let, let's, go, let's review this last part because I see you're not getting it. So let's review this last part. Do you think someone will be happy if they have an issue that, let's say, they have fights with their brothers and sisters in the house? In, in, in classic I'll educate you. Let me educate you a little. You're young, and you need a little education. So let's go ahead and educate you. And I'm sorry for talking down to you. It's just that I hear this so many times. I've got so many carbonas coming into my office where I hear, I had a friend that guided me, and I'm talking to a 14-year-old, and I hear the 16-year-old guided them. It's like the blind leading the blind. And the severity and the issues are so severe. And... Just giving advice as if, yeah, I spoke to them. I gave them advice without thinking. Rabbi Shalom, do you realize that this question needs an extreme rub? She, she, I know, she comes to ask me. People come to ask me many times in school yeah, as well. Yeah, wonderful. So let me ask you, should, should I have a heart transplant or not? Um, that's, that's up to the doctors. No. Oh, is that, so why don't you tell her the same response? Why don't you give her the same response? Why is it any different when someone's complaining to you about the family? where it's a severe question about Frumkite, about Rachnius. Why is it any less than a heart transplant? The only difference is one is a physical and one is spiritual. That's it. They're just as severe. And in the Svarim, we know that the Rachnius is even more important. More but she doesn't want to go for help. Ah, there you go. All right, I don't want to go to a heart doctor. I want to ask you what I should do. Uh, do you realize no, she's, how she's severe she's the question me. is? And you're not trained and you're not geared for it. People are coming over to you. Well, you're still going to deal, you're still going to have to deal with the responsibility because you're answering. What happens to say, I can't do it, I can't answer? She'll be upset. Yeah. But will you give someone the wrong advice about a heart transplant or not? No. Exactly. So she'll be upset, but at least you could sleep at night and you won't have on your achrayas anything else. Right. So you think I should suggest her to pull, like, mental health or something? I don't think suggesting what to do. The first step is you're not allowed to suggest, and you're not allowed to listen. So I you tell listening, and your bias might actually be wrong, might be off. You might not be seeing everything. Now let me give you that little bit of information that I've given, that I started saying, and let's go along those lines. When someone has one issue in one place, let's assume they have an issue with their parents that their mother doesn't listen to them or they don't know how to have the communication, or this girl is stubborn, and she never listened really to the teachers, and she didn't listen to her parents. Now she wants to start blaming Yiddishkeit, or she wants to start blaming the family's extremism. In therapy, we first have to do the evaluation. We need to see, is the issue the parents? Maybe the parents have an issue. Is the issue the school? Maybe the school's issue. Yeah, her her parents are are also weird. Now, let's go. But is the girl the issue as well? Does no, the girl have to learn to make shalom and peace with the matzav? Are you qualified to do an evaluation? Do you know how she is with friends? 
See, though, so she's, she's a confrontational she's very, nature. She's very good. Her parents are a little interesting. They're a little weird, her parents. They're not the usual. Now, how do you get along? So that means if every child has parents that are not usual, then they got to fight with them. No. Then they should, like, drop their type from kite because the parents are weird. That's or is part. there a way to learn the balance? Is there a way to learn how to, how to get along with the family, how to get along with society, how to find the healthiness between that? And all that needs to be done in evaluation needs to be done. What needs to be evaluated, what's happening, needs to see maybe we have her hang around at another at her aunt's friend. Or there are so many different options out there. The point is you need to be qualified. You need to realize what's going on. And many times the girl has an issue that you're not even aware of. Just because you might even be biased against the parents, bias means seeing that they're weird, not seeing the benefits of such parents. Parents that are weird and off are better than no parents. Over yeah. and over that's been proven. Maybe we need to learn how to get the parents and their hair connected. The reason why I'm spending this much time with you on the phone is to recognize how severe that simple question that you've asked is. Right. So I should, I should tell her I'm not, I, can't do, I, I, I can't answer you. These, we don't talk about these subjects. You need someone that is experienced. If you'd like, I can try to help you find someone. That's the extent that I can do. It's a major heart surgery question that you're Our asking, and we need someone with experience it. in it. That is the appropriate answer. Well, All right? You no, know, I'm saying her parents don't want to pay for it. So there are lots of organizations you don't need to pay. There's lots of chesed organizations you don't have to pay. I'll tell you what, we're going to go to more callers. I wanted to create the awareness and be aware how and what you should do. Now you're being stuck in her belief, and that's what's not healthy. Therapists start going pushing to go out of the limits. Don't give me what I can't. Don't tell me what I can't do and why you can't do it. The thoughts are, how should you? How will you get out of it? And that's, again, where you're not licensed. You're not aware. You're not trained. And you're dealing with some of the heaviest situations out there. Right. It's Thank that you so serious. Much. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm sorry that's not the answer that you'd like, but this is the answer that's healthy. Right. Have Thank a you. great, magnificent day. Thanks. You're welcome. We are going to go to... We're going to go to Mrs. C. Mrs. C, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. It's me? Yes, it's you. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I yeah. want to really thank you for your line, and I'm listening also. I really get good advice and um, educated. Um, I just have one question that really bothers me, and I want to know how to deal with it. Go ahead. Um. I have a family member. Um, I'm going to start with me. I'm a very positive person. Um, I live, I, I see life in a very good way. Um, I, I, I appreciate life, and I'm, I'm close to Hashem. Let's say it this way. Um, now, I have a family member that is really like I see a lot that they're um, complaining and sad, and I, I have a very strong feeling to them, and I... Um, like, I feel like I understand, I have, un like, a, such a strong feeling that I put myself in the situation, and I really want to help. Um, I just, I don't think I can help because I don't think I can change them and make them from being negative to positive. Um, I just really, like, it can bother me so much that I can think about them at night and not fall asleep because I want to help them and I want they should have a better life. And, like, I, I, I'm not comfortable, like, I, I, I want to be able to let go and not be so 
um, so um, um, affected from it. Like it shouldn't bother me so much. Yes. So you. So how can I deal most, with it? You've just asked one of the hardest questions out there. I could give you the little band-aid answer and make it sound like Mordechai is so smart, or I could tell you the real truth. Okay. The, the real I can truth both. is. Okay. Well, the real truth is that you're asking a very complicated and deep question. Now, let's clarify why. When someone triggers us with their negativity, it's never them, it's always us. That means that while you're positive, inside there's a lot of negative thoughts going on, and you challenge it, and you battle it, and therefore you remain positive. It's very interesting that you say it, because I really feel like sometimes I can have, I was also a concern, but I think it's a little past um, that I, I also, like, I'm very positive, but sometimes I can have very negative thoughts, and I'm like, keep on moving it away and saying, how can I have these thoughts? I, I'm, I'm so happy, I'm so, and I don't know, like, from where it comes, maybe the past, I, I don't know, I'm just saying, like, it's so interesting that's that... exactly, that's, okay. that's where I'm starting to go to. So the real truth, when we have a difficulty with negative people, is that it's many times within us that we have some negative doubts, some negative thoughts, and when we're around them, they are bringing up the doubts and the fears that we have. Okay. And that is, the, that is why we have such a hard time being around them. That's step one. Step two is, well, let's clarify, and with step one, that means we need the inner work. We need to see which part of those conversations always trigger us when they blame parents. Is it when they blame the school? Is it when they blame their spouses? Is it when they blame others? Is it when they, whether the victim status of, oh, I can't get better, and that's your trigger? We need to identify what part of the conversations that they do are hurting us, and that's our weakness. So how can I identify? Because I, I feel like the few things that you were saying, um, like doubts with a spouse or, all, or like um, a school, I feel okay with it. Like, I, I don't feel like I, I, uh, it triggers me. I don't feel like I well, struggle with part it. part of her conversations? What does she say that trigger you? And actually about, she complains a lot about her, her spouse and her kids, and I, Baruch Hashem, don't have this problem. I, I'm very happy, and I appreciate it, and I, and I really see the, like, I see the change of, of, of what we do together, and, and, like, I really see a lot of the posi- to positive, and I feel like I look at it in a different way, and I say, like, I tell too much. Let me shift it back to you. Then why does it trigger you? When you're thrilled and happy, big deal. It doesn't trigger you. Um, maybe I'm really in the beginning of the, of the, um, way, like I'm, I'm very young. I, I got married a few years ago and I really went through a lot, but I'm still like, I feel like I, I've done a lot in this years, but maybe because I'm still in the beginning of the way, maybe that's why I'm still like not very. Wait, explain that to me. Hold on. No, no, no. Now you're changing your answer a little. What does it matter if you're in the beginning of the way or not? Because I'm what's very not strong with it yet. So that means that there are doubts going on within you about your marriage, about your children, and she is starting to bring them out, or she is highlighting those doubts within you. Correct? I, I, I can't think of it this way. I, I'm trying to then think. Like I... Then don't. Then say no. I can deal with you saying no. Then say no. Say no about what? Say that it's not the issue. The issue is not that she's bringing up those doubts, and we can deal with it differently. Okay, so, okay, right. So how can we deal with it? 
Great. That's, so it's not because you're having any issues or she's doing that. Then, then there can be a second issue. The second issue that will be a trigger for you is just being around someone that's constantly negative means the human brain cannot handle constantly negative. We're meant to have a filter. We're meant to know that negativity exists, but not being around it. When you're around someone that's negative all day, it will affect us. Right. And it's possible that the conversations are always negative. Right. And then in that case, it's about harm reduction. Harm reduction means you have a conversation with her and tell her, look, the conversations are very negative, and I need to hear about positive and neutral topics. Is there any way we can do that? Nice. Okay, that makes sense. I just, um, I, I, I have a very strong feeling for this person, and I, and I hope if I'm going to be positive to her, she'll, she'll no, be able to um, um, look in the world also the, this way. But this is not really my point. Step. First, I want to do see, it for on, me, and on. then... Here's your long story. What we call in therapy the transference and counter-transference. You have a strong feeling for this person, and now here's the trap, and now you want to help them, correct? Right. Can you recognize that it's not in your power to help anyone? Do you know me as a therapist? Uh, I know that I okay, but if, if I, like, I, I, I don't know, how can I say it? Like, I, wa- I believe in myself. I want to help. Ah, wonderful. Then I got a job for you. Take over my seat and go ahead and help, the, help all those people. I know I can't help anyone. I can't help anyone. The amount of clients that I need to turn away because I cannot help anyone. The only you, one I can You help. are helping. I get help from you. No, you don't. You do not get help from me. What you get is you get information. Whatever bit of information you choose to take, you will get better. Whatever right. information you do not choose to take, you will not change. There's right. nothing that I can do to make you change at all. All I can do is offer information. Uh-huh. Okay, so I guess I should do positive information. Ah, yeah, but what happens if the person doesn't want to accept it? What's then the help for them? Do you know the help for them is then disconnecting or limiting your time? This is what's going to help? Now you're taking my words to an extreme. I didn't tell you to do that. What I told you is are you aware that sometimes the most positive thing in someone's experience is when you actually cut off and you say, no, this will not happen. I will not participate in this game. But if you're trying to help someone, and if you have a power, then how can you ever disconnect? So I'm not getting what you're saying. So I'm not going to be able to disconnect because it's like someone I see a lot. That's right. Now it makes you trapped. Now you need to start transferring. It's called transference. Now you need to start You take either the parental role or the guiding role and many things might not be happy in that relationship, and you will still continue it because you're trapped in, I need to help them. It's my responsibility. How many nights will you give away from your kids or from your husband? How many hours of instead of spending time with yourself, you're going to be busy trying to get that person to be positive? You're not right. neutral anymore. You now have an agenda. When you have an agenda, you get biased. You start getting blind. Right which means the more closer you are to the situation and the more you want to help, the more attached and the more, the more unhealthy you get. And the more, okay. the more blocked you are, the, less, the more you're really doing helping and not really healing. What I'm trying to just explain to you is that sometimes the greatest healing you can do sometimes, I'll use that word three times, we'll get it, 
sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the greatest healing and favor you can do for someone is by actually disconnecting and saying, I'm not playing that game now. And maybe uh-huh. they won't listen when you did it, but maybe they need five more people to tell them, we don't want to hang around a negative person. When you get positive, we're willing to be around. And sometimes they need that little rejection. Uh-huh. What are okay. you hearing from that? I hear. What are you it hearing? It makes a lot of sense. And I, 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 feel, I, I see what you're saying, and I see that um, it's going to work. I feel like I would be able to do it. Well, who asked you to do that? Maybe you're going to do it too quickly, and they'll actually say, well, they're not... No, 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 I'm just going to... No, like you're saying, that I'm just going to, like, um, not try, not hang around too much. And even if it, if I am around them, I should, um, like, know that about this discomfort and not, tr- not try to change it or... That's right. And that's okay. one of the steps that we need to do or we need to master. Right, because um, otherwise I'll be affected from every little negativity that happens because a lot of negative things are happening in the life. I just have to know to know. There are times you need to say, for the, you know what, for the next week or two I need a break or we just can't speak. Or you could tell, you know, after the conversation I was, such, I was in such a negative mood, like I was so positive before and then I shared and I tried convincing you to get positive. I got so mm-hmm. stuck in that. Mm-hmm. But that is, again, I want you to recognize in social work and therapy we have several supervisors training us how not to get caught up into, into the transference, counter-transference roles. I'm now the parent's role. I need to heal them because I have their ear. So now I need to do that. And you change roles, and they try to teach us and to focus that we should stay on our role on what we're in. There's a main focus about that in the school, mm-hmm. in our training. Uh-huh. Okay. That sounds very, very helpful. I'm, like, now, I'm, happy, I'm happy I did version. that this Good. Now, let's give you the short answer. Let's give you the positive short answer. The short answer is when you speak to your friend or family, whoever it is, you say, you know something? I find our conversations are many times complaining, and I need to defend people. Let's start with the positive. Positive is I went to the mall. Positive is I sent out the kids in the morning. Positive is my husband told me have a great day. Positive is that I'm enjoying the sun. Positive is that the Rebbein gave us food just for today. Mm-hmm. Little positive stuff. And when you start talking more about positive, and you might say, we all have to say five positives about ourselves. So I'm smart, I'm intelligent, I'm confident, I'm willing to speak publicly, and I have a great caring heart for my family. And you Mm -hmm. can tell her, let's start with one positive about the world and and five positive or five strengths that we have. That's one of the short versions. Mm -hmm. A second tip is when you hang around negative people is for you to realize and to say, this was my chesed, and when you hang up, the Rabbi Shleilam, I did a mitzvah. When you do it as a mitzvah also, not only does it take out a lot of the stress, but it also now gives you chesed that the Rabbi Shleilam is going to give you bracha for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So very helpful, yeah. That, yeah, these are very helpful tips, and as well as to know sometimes, like in therapy, we do sessions once a week, maybe once in two, maybe twice a week the most, because we need a little bit of a break can't do it. When you see someone every day, they build up, nah, I can't. And they get this whole friendship relationship. It's not therapy. You might need to slow down your relationship with that person and speak every second day or every third day, but when you're speaking, it's now in that ta- frame, like, we want to change your concept. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, I want to, um, I can hear it now, um, the ant- like this discussion that we had. I just, my, um, Mazel is going to be really proud of me, so I just wanted to hear it. 
Probably tomorrow. J-Root has a plating, playing tomorrow, Metz on the radio again at, at 12 o'clock. And hopefully after that, I'll probably have it on, on my line also, probably around 2, 3 o'clock. Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate You're your time. You're very welcome. A pleasure a and an night. honor. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Excellent. Wonderful. And do we still have Mrs. X on the line? Hello, Hello? Mrs. X? Yes, hi. Hi, thank you for holding for such a long time. I appreciate it. I was enjoying to listen. Meanwhile, it's fine. Excellent. Sure. Um, so first of all, I want to thank you. I have a compliment that I don't know if you got before yet. I want to thank you for helping me um, lose weight and exercise because I always used to have excuses why I don't want to go walking. It's too hot. It's too cold. I don't have time. And still listen to your hotline. I have all the time in the world, and my husband has to call me on Monday nights to remind me to turn the other way to go back home because I'm enjoying so much to listen, and I'm just walking and walking. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah, and I also have a few friends that keep thanking me for introducing me, introducing them to your hotline, so I'm forwarding their thanks to you as well. And thank another you. thank you I for the honored. book, which I'm I really enjoying. It. I, I appreciate it that much. And the book as well. I'm enjoying a lot. And I feel so at home, like, looking through the pages and seeing the diagrams that I, like, I see a picture of a monkey in a cage, and I know exactly what that is. And yes. then I see the long thing of the penny doubled. Yes. I'm like, yeah, these are my things. I've heard them plenty times. I know what they're all about. Wonderful. Wow, you're a real educated consumer. The next book is going to have to be on a higher level because I raised the level of, I raised the level of expectation or of information that once, you know, when someone's more educated, you got to keep up the level. So I appreciate that. Okay, I can't wait to buy the next book. Well, I'm not even, I I stopped that. We're in the middle of the process. We're, yeah. Okay, Um, my question is. It will happen. Yeah. Um, My question is, I have a hard time making decisions, and it's usually like little things that are not even important, like what decision I make. It's not like big things like, should I take this step? Should I move there? It's little things as little as, um, like we got invited to places for Shabbos and where should we go, or um, even like as little as my kids' clothing, what they should wear. I think into it too much, and like I make cheshbonus what's worth it, and I change my mind back and forth three times and take three different things out of the drawer and put it back, and it bothers me that it bothers me because it's not supposed to like. Either I should like it should just I should just like make the decision quickly, and if not, then it should, I should be fine with it. But the fact that it bothers me also like like I'm thinking, what, what does it come from? Okay, so let's go ahead and take this question. This is, again, another simple question, but very, very complicated in the responses. And the reason is because we don't know what's going on under the hood of the car. So imagine someone goes to the mechanic, and you just hear a little little click. You don't know. It could be a little screw that's just loose that has to be tightened, or it could be that in the engine that there's now an entire issue, and you've got to change the entire engine. So let me explain to you what I mean by that. As you know in the book, making decisions has a lot of components to it. Has the components about the perfectionist that knocks us down. Has the component about you know, which is along those lines fear of making mistakes. Has the component of expectations. Has the component of others' expectations on us. It has the ex- it has the component of fear of getting attacked or hurt. It has the fear. It has the level of: Do you have friends that can support you or not? Has the fear of being different than others? There are so many components to that. And when I do, when I see a client, we need to make that evaluation. And unfortunately, the more issues there are, or the less solid the person is, 
then the harder it is or the longer it takes therapy because we need to build up a person. Sometimes I tell, sometimes like people would come to me and they would be in their 40s or 50s and I would go, you're coming here where we need to do a complete gut job. I need to create or help heal now an entire personality. You're afraid to take a risk. You're afraid to make decisions because decisions are showing the fear of making mistakes. You're afraid to get attacked. You're afraid to be different. You're afraid to recognize that there's a power within you. You're afraid of criticism. There's so many different components out there that there's a fear. We've got to teach you how to do that. And those don't take a week or two. It's not one session I tell you, okay, just make a decision and forget about it. Right. And now I would ask you, when you're afraid to make a decision, what are you afraid of making a decision? So a lot of times like, I feel like it might be a perfectionist thing because I'm trying to think of it being convenient. Like, I'm going to do this because it's better this, and tomorrow this makes more sense. I'll do this today and the next day that. But in a way, I'm not a perfectionist with everything. I am, you know, sort of, I, I, I'm an organized person. And I like when things are perfect. But I don't think I'm an like, extreme perfectionist. Well, notice you said the word extreme perfectionist. Who said you have to be extreme perfectionist? In the issues where you need to make a decision, and you can't, you're a perfectionist. Is there anything I could do to, to like, help myself with it? Read the book. Chapter 1, 2, and 3 are all about that. Chapter 1 is about building your inner self-esteem. Chapter 2 is about making the mistakes in those areas where, you're not, where you still are a perfectionist. And Chapter 3 is about recognizing that every time you're going to be doing something, you're going mm-hmm. to be having the beginning stages where there'll be unknowns. And every time you make a decision, there could be an unknown fact to that. Right. Of all the things you listed before, which are the most common, like, for someone that has a hard time making decisions, which one, which are the things? Uh, well, number one I find is always an inner lack of self-esteem. means they're afraid to do things on their own, different than others. Number two, I find that there's always a need to fit in with others, which I find is usually a fear of being attacked, where someone gets ridiculed. They're afraid, afraid of being ostracized. That's why their decision has to fit with everyone's mind that they're assuming that's out there. Right. So I, find I felt like every single one that you said could be like a little like it makes sense, yeah. but not enough, like not to an unhealthy extreme or something. But I guess well, again, be- notice you're using the word unhealthy extreme. Stop using the word unhealthy extreme. That's the distortion that the brain tells you. If, but you if something have a is not extreme, then it's okay, no? No, you can't make a simple decision on little stuff. That's a problem. Don't go around saying Baruch Hashem. I got, I got. Two feet and I got one arm that works. The other hand has got a major broken bone, but I'm not going to fix it because I have a good hand and I have two healthy feet. Even if you got one hand that's got a broken bone, go ahead and fix it. If you can't make small decisions as life gets old, as you get older, as life gets harder, those will will, will cause you to shut down chasushon. Those can cause anxiety. Uh-huh. We're now in the middle of the anxiety to serenity workshop. These are the the asides of all of them control things have to go our way if they're not our way we're afraid to make a decision perfectionist who will be disappointed at us if we don't do it well and that's where the anxiety issues come in where we start i'm afraid to make a decision why aren't we just carefree to make a decision if we're right baruch hashem if we're wrong so we'll do it again we'll do it over what's the big deal we're creating such major pressures on ourselves so again you're trying to hear the word since it's not big and it's not major it's not a problem and I will tell you, those little points, if you don't work on them, little, little issues end up turning into huge, big issues if it's not focused on. So I'm not telling you run to therapy right now, but I am saying for you to start identifying what's going on that you're afraid to make a decision. Uh-huh. And making decisions a big issue in our from community. 
Right, because we're doing it all the time with little things. That's right. That's the whole point of the chapter about with the monkeys, where we're just following the social norms, and we're not thinking, what do we want? We're afraid to be different. We're afraid to be alive. We're afraid to say the Rebbein Shalom has given me, I'm 80% like everyone, but 20% of me is really special and unique. Let me use that uniqueness. And we're afraid to do that. I appreciate the I think, question. I think next time I, I have such a thing where I'm trying to make a decision, I should read through the book and start, see which, which one interests thinking, me most. What's Maybe my that's fear? Why am I having a tough time making a decision? What am I afraid? Who am I afraid of? What's my fear if I make the wrong choice? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's start listening to that voices in the background. Who is it? Is it a parent? Is it a friend? Is it yourself? Is it a spouse? Is it your children? Who is it? Okay, we'll try. Thanks for your help. Excellent. I appreciate it. The number to call in is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. We are going to go to Mr. Moshe with Mordechai. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if you remember me. Um, that, your question, um, you called from England? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the heavy the, OCD? <laughs> Um, some I I not hear some good. It was the heavy um, OCD question. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you called I want to really ago. thank you. I remember you. the question. Yes, I remember I wo- that clearly. Yeah, I not hear you so good. Okay, you some, uh, low, low your voice. Uh, um, I'm not able to do that. Maybe they can play around with it in the tech. In the anyway, the- I have I have to, I have to thank so thank you for um, some. You give me so push, the other push what I have to, to go to therapy, I have, I have to, from you. The, the first time my wife uh, came on the, the telephone, yeah. and he, and he gave me the, the, the push, and all the time I hear you, you hear him. I, I, I speak with you by the telephone, you give me so much push, and I'm just going to get to therapy, and from Ellen last, last year I have to, I all the time go to therapy. It's so 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 shiny in my life, and now I have wow. a job, and I'm so so relaxing. I have I feel all the time that I have to, I have to, to thank you for for the because I feel you you have the credit in this. Excellent, this, thank you. Let me uh, ask you. I remember then I said you're probably going to need medication. I remember. I, I yeah, the first time I have to tell to tell you the first time I I I am I'm all the time zich. All the time helping, yeah. Yeah. And that all the time I hear of of, of therapists in, in England, yeah. Yeah. And I heard th- this therapist taking hundred pounds, and this therapist I'm not trusting. Understand? Yeah. Someone told me maybe go to to my father. Is is some have ideas about it? Thank, not taking some gunist, not taking gunist. Yeah. Um, I I I I I, 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 um, I speak with him, and and told me, and told me, and, uh, I can go on. Some 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 men just learn a bit of Arabic. Men do learn a bit of Arabic. Yeah. Yeah. A bit do that. And that told me, um, yeah, I speak three hours. I speak with him. He told me, yeah, I feeling all the time. We have a spike. It's like it's called all the time. I feel yeah you have obsessive. 
you have to, to take uh, this, this tablet, it's, it's good for you. Yeah, I go to the GP, GP is yeah. the, the, the regular doctor, yeah. give me this medication. It's, this was in Nissen. Nissen, yeah. in Saribra, I take medication, I'm not feeling this better. I go to any therapist, this, this I speak that with you, this is the Talmud of, uh, of Tversky, you remember? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you ask me if a license or no license. Anyway, not going. Dr. Galson is one therapist. Um, not uh, he's speaking, he learning, but but he have so much good feel for me. In 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 also with counseling for child counseling. Yes. The Ica. You know, yeah. is so much you have you you have an idea what is a problem, what is not a problem. I'm not, I'm not feeling anyone that feeling that I have a problem. Understand me? Yes. Not feeling yes. anyone that understand you have a problem. Understand? The yeah. first one that the feeling you have a problem. <laughs> that yeah. now I work work all the time. That that the feeling I so much I that that I have a any a solution focused therapy is some some shiny what what I hear from you but anyway give me some so much details and all the time I trust him and give me so much so much so much ideas and feeling so much confidence and so much self esteem I'm in the high desire I give Bruchem in in ganz what stay me 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 bemes Bruchem let me ask you a favor. I'm going to give you my office number. If you can call in, because I'm curious the name of that therapist, because I happen to have several clients from England when people call in over the phone, and sometimes it's someone that I, I, I can like give you. I can give you the name, but yeah, but not over the radio. Radio. I don't want it over the radio. I, I, yeah, hold on. It's very good. Me, me, give. I don't think that I was thinking me. Uh, maybe I, I always ask him why not not take more 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 clients of uh, adults. He told me because I'm using is he have having so much you feel for for, for this uh, wow. thinking for this uh, because uh, because it's, uh, it's longer time. Okay, I, I, case, I, I can, I can give you the the, num the number. What? No, if if, they, if he doesn't take clients, I'm not going to go find out. No, the thing, I, I want to share you some some feeling what was in the middle of of therapy, but uh, I wish only to share with you. You you told me that any in the middle one that I go to 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 family therapist. You remember? Yeah, yeah. Um, he told me. That I have a problem with you. Okay. Sometimes I have. It's it's maybe difficult to understand what these guys are saying. Yeah. Okay. Let's have another problem with me. I let everyone agree and disagree. Yeah. You give the problem with you, but 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 the feeling what you you so public and understand. Yeah, I know. The feeling what you give. The feeling what you give. I got you very clear, my friend. I'd like to thank you and give you a lot of... And I'm so proud that, or glad that you called in. It was a year ago. I didn't know it was a year ago. Baksh remembered it, got clear, and knew what you're talking about. 
And I'm so happy that the Rabbi Shalom send the right Shluchim to everyone. That's something we need to remember. The Rabbi Shalom is the Hakal Yochel and sends us. And that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, okay, we are going to go to Mrs. F. Mrs. F. You're on with Mordechai. Hi. You hear me? Yes, hear you loud and clear. Okay. Um, first of all, I have to thank you, and of course, there are no words to thank you. I just want to explain what you, what uh, I gained from listening to your phone line. Yeah. First of all, um, there is a saying I don't remember exactly. It's in Lushin Kodesh, something like. Um, I'm like when you yeah, open up the topic, when your clarity, when right. you get, when so you I get feel whenever a... I hear anything, every little thing um, from your phone line, I feel another thing make, made clear, another thing bringing me happiness, and every time, sometimes I'm just not in the mood of doing my housework. I'm a mother of children, and I'm just sometimes not in the mood for whatever reason, but whenever I oh, call this number, I'm not listening, it gives me a boost, and I get out, out of the, the couch and start times. doing my work. Yes. Okay, now here's my question. It's a simple question. Um, I don't know if it's um, something that you would be able to answer, but uh, I feel that I've been helped so much with your, your information that maybe you will also be able to answer this question. I am, by uh, nature, a very focused person, concentrating very much on whatever I'm doing or thinking. Yeah. So when anybody or anything interrupts me, I can't concentrate. Let's say when a child wants to talk to me, when I'm in the middle of doing something or thinking about something or anybody wants to talk to me, I can't disconnect. And it really goes into many things in my life. Just, do you understand what I'm trying to explain? Sure. What you're saying is you're a very focused person and you need to... And in life, you need to, especially the older you get, and that's a talent. Let me, let's rephrase it. The older we get, the more responsibilities we have, and we need to be able to juggle more, especially when women are supposed to have that as a talent that they have, that they are able to, I just forgot the right word. Multitask. Uh, multitask, that's right. When you can multitask, and that's one of the talents, when you've got to take care of a kid, put on the supper, do the laundry, and for those women that also work to be able to juggle work, that's a talent that women have over men. And here, you're a very focused task person. Right. So, make so it I, also, I used to work when I had one child and then the other, and I just had to give up my job because I'm either at work or at home. My mind is one place. That's right. So is there so something that recognize. can be done to this? No, what? This because is... it really goes through, uh, it really makes a big difference in my life. Yeah. Yes, it does. I want sure that there's something like two different parts of the brain, right and left, and if they don't work together, something like, I don't remember exactly. That is possible. Like, that is possible, the baby right that's and left. Or, or, yeah. something. Yep, there are, and there are like these, um, for example, there's a system called Brain Gym and One Brain and various where they have um, like exercises where they're called cross-patterning, where you have, let's say, your right hand touch your right knee, your left hand, your left knee, like four or five times going up and down as you're standing, and then they have you cross them over. It means your right hand to your left knee touching, and then your left hand to your right knee. And you do that like X's over and over, and then you do again the right to right and left to left. And you want to help the brain to be able to start, um, to start being lateral and then crossing the bilateral. But there are, are these, many are, different systems. Are these connected? Like these exercises will, will help for the problem I have? Many times, many times I like it. Yeah, these are, I was told, but I haven't seen it inside. These are like sometimes occupational therapy, different tools are out there to get, like, to get yourself more used to doing different tasks. 
at different times. But I'll tell you the same thing. It's about the brain is a muscle. In the book, I have down the study. I forgot what's the name of the person. But basically, it's a famous study that the brain is a muscle. And that means that if, let's say, you can concentrate at learning for 10 minutes and then you struggle and you push yourself, you'll be able to concentrate for 15 minutes. And 15 minutes, you'll be able to raise it to 20 minutes, just like any muscle. If you use it too much, it'll be exhausted after, and it needs to relax. It needs to refresh. And the same is about practicing how to multitask. Multitask is something that people have it natural, but at the same time, people can learn how to balance that. And you can learn how to learn how to multitask. But let me give you another bit of, another bit of information. How much stress is going on in your life? Stress um, will I, I shut don't down think the brain. It, um, it's, 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 a long, it's a long story, and I don't, I'm not ready okay, to... Um, so I'd like you to recognize to share that on here, but that's why I mentioned the words. I'm going for when therapy, are, and I, when, I'm taking care of myself. Okay, well, I still, even though you're taking care of yourself, if you're in a stressful situation, your brain will slow, will slow down. You need to understand I am that. at the end of the, of, 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 of the game, closer to the... Uh, going through this uh, thir- three years already, so I, I'm i better. I'm much better. I'm getting better. Okay, but so, understand, um, if you're in a situation that's stressful... At this point, I'm a lot, a lot more calm and things are more under control. Good. I still would like you to understand that. Understand that when the situation is stressful, the brain, as it's a muscle... You might be waking up every day. Let's assume you have a, a power source of from 1 to 100, and you need to function your tasks. You need to have about 60 power throughout the day, but just waking up with a stress, you're down to 50. And automatically, the day you start getting slower in your actions, automatically tension starts building up if something doesn't go your way. Automatically, if you're balancing two or three different roles and you're just about making it and then one of them falls apart, you could now lose it all over. Understanding that is what stress is, and that's why self-care is that important. And that's why we want to help the people to grow to recognize, like I'm now in the middle of this process, in the middle of this program of, of anxiety to serenity. And it's not meant for someone that really has full-blown anxiety, as I explained, because full-blown anxiety, you, might need, you will need a therapist. You might need medication or other stuff. This is meant for the healthy person to recognize when we're under a lot of stress how to prevent it from reaching anxiety level. If, and for those that do have anxiety, for those that are in therapy, to understand how to speed up the process and what are the tools that are happening. But one of the main concepts that we're discussing over this, what you're talking about, and for people to understand that the mind has a certain amount of point system that it has, of power in the source. And once that source is used up or it's low, we're going to be nervous and we're going to be tense. We need to recognize that. Mm-hmm. So it might not be any of those getting the right and left brain together. It might just be simple. You're under a lot of stress, and your brain can't handle it just because of stress. And even though things are better, it's still stressful. It's just better than, get, than, than the havoc it was before. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. But this itself, once, when I'm being interrupted, I get extremely um, annoyed or stressed because I have two things care that needs to be done right now so and somebody is like schlepping me away from what i'm in the middle of doing that's right so understand that's stress and that's not right and left brain that has nothing to do with if you can multitask or not that's called stress mm-hmm. your brain is weaker it's not functioning as powerful and therefore any little thing that's affecting you that is now affecting the entire time 
I'll tell you what, we got another call in her. This one says we should take, not another, but the person was holding on the last call, and we got two minutes to go. Thank you. You're very welcome. I appreciate your call. So we are going to go to Miss Kay. It's Mordechai, and just be aware we got three, two to three minutes to go. Hello? Ms. K? Hello? Let's try one more time. Ms. K, are you on? Hello? Okay, so it looks like we're having a drop of technical difficulty, so let's just finish up the program over here with this concept from the last call that we had. And that is that many times I see people where, let's say they've gone through a huge trauma or a very difficult situation, and let's call the pressure from a, a, a um, let's say a pressure from 1 to 10, it's a 10. Then things got better, and now they're from a pressure, there are 7. In order for us to function well, we can handle stress of a four. Many times, because they're living on a ten, and it got down to a six or seven, they go, oh, it's so much better. I should be able to function at my peak ability. But the reality is you're not supposed to. The average human stress level should be a four. And the fact that we're in that, that we're still having a six or seven, we need to give ourselves room and time to breathe. And they're not doing it, or we're not doing that. So for those of us that are under stress, for those of us that are under stress for many years, can we recognize that we need to get healthier, better? We need to still take care of ourselves. And with Siata Deshmaya, we'll be able to have a lot more patience and strength for so many other situations. I'd like to thank everyone for calling in and for your messages. And looking forward to Merit Hashem being together next week again. Thank you, Harav Nissen, for this amazing opportunity. Another fantastic week. Thank you.